I've started watching a uh, Futurama again because it's yeah. all on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's like I, I just watched it from like I started watching it I think like two days ago. I'm already at the end of season two just because it's just so easy to just have on. So good. Mm. I love Futurama. Um, I, I, that, I, go on. I'm sorry, I just thought I think it is the Lucy Liu episode where she's like a robot and um. Because Fry's like, oh, he wants a girlfriend and he makes Lucy Liu a robot girlfriend. And at the very end of the episode, when she's like about to die or whatever, sorry, spoilers, but um, she goes, I'll never, I'll never forget you, Fry. Memory deleted. <laughs> like, for God's sake. Hello and welcome to the Slapdoc Podcast. I'm your host, Sully Iqbal, a.k.a. also the host of Nappy Boy Radio Live. We love rap music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the red room, I'm joined by... That's me. Yeah. Uh, yes. George Gessie, a.k.a. Uh... I can't think of one. And in the white room, I'm joined by... <laughs> Lucas Sheehan, aka not a fat fan of uh, throat singing. After that, thanks. <gasps> what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Play, anywhere you can find good podcasts. And you can also find us on RadioHaver.com at six PM UK time. And you can also find us at Slapduck.com, where you can also send us messages and stuff. And everything else and to preface my aka that is the opening to kiss kiss by chris brown featuring t-pain wow now okay. that was something i did not expect no i was not <laughs> expecting a chris brown drop on this listen i don't famously like, not being I don't a fan like chris brown but the nappy boy radio live part is t-pain so uh, okay. I, th- I think uh, it's t-pain uh, as in i think t-pain's in that song fingers crossed it's t-pain mm. yeah it's t-pain Kind of reminds me of the um uh the beginning of the uh what song is it? Kick in the door by Biggie. Yeah. It's like, oh I'm Trevin Jones and the <laughs> My More name is Shay. Song. I'm from New Rochelle. <laughs> Why are you so mad? All <laughs> rap songs need stuff like that these days. So good. Big fan. I I love those just I don't like them when they're in a song because if you want to just select the song, you can just like it kind of interrupts it. Yeah. But I like like in between songs when you get those little yeah. kind of skits. Interludes, really yeah. Cool. yeah. Oh, big fan Can't, of that. Kanye used to be like used to do this all. He would like put three in his albums. It was yeah, great. wasn't that one with um, Chris Rock was in one of them? Was it for a Kanye album? That was for a Kanye song. Songs that was yeah. um, shit. It's from um. You mentioned it, it to me a while back. It's from My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay. Um, I don't remember the song name. I'm sorry if you just search uh, uh, Chris, uh, Chris, Rock, Chris and... Rock Kanye, you'll find it, yeah. listeners. Um, but yeah, Before I quite I... like it because at the end of, like, in the uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Songs of the Deaf, at the end of No One Knows, there's that, this Spanish radio interlude that goes into the next song. But annoyingly, it's at the actual end of the song rather than like yeah. this little middle section. So yeah. if you've got like an Apple playlist playing, you get this it's weird like Spanish Mexican song. intro into the next song on the playlist, which is really weird. And like the next song is Elton John's. That doesn't yep. make sense. <laughs> it's like, um, I don't know if you guys have listened to Joyner Lucas. Yeah, uh, a bit of it. A little yeah. bit. Something. Uh, in his latest album, ADHD, he's got skits in his album. Didn't realize how this would become a topic, but this is really fun. Um, yeah, in in his newest album, ADHD, you've got a Chris Rock one and a Kevin Hart one. That's <laughs> so good. That's and mad. The, uh, the Kevin Hart, I like Kevin Hart, man. He like he makes me, he does make me laugh. I'm not. I've big, warmed, I've warmed like, up to him. Yeah, I, I don't I, I mind like, him. I like his work ethic more than I like him. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, just, he's definitely got that work ethic of like, I'm going to do everything and anything while I can to keep this going, which is great. I mean, yeah, that's man. the work ethic that I think a lot of people need to have, especially in that kind of industry. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That being I'll... said, like every time I watch his stand up, I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, if it was so overproduced that it's, I'm lost. I don't get that mm. funny from it. I get this like, here's a set piece that's been building up for 20 minutes. Like, okay, fine. Uh, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast talking about his... um. Like when he broke his back, like in that car accident and stuff. Mm. Okay, yeah. And his mindset now is very, very cool. I think that's probably the only way I can put it. Mm-hmm. Is it such yeah. a cool, like, 
you know, I've now realized what the most important thing in my life is. Mm. You know, I used to work all the time, every day, like always on the grind. But now when I get the chance, I'm going to fully enjoy spending time with my family as much yeah. as possible. They are the priority. I was like, man, yeah. that's good, bro. Like, mm -hmm. give me more of that. I like that about yeah, you, see, Kevin Hart. That, that's, what, that's when I like Kevin Hart the most is when he's just being honest and frank and kind of chatting with people about that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, yeah, it's great hearing that from people like him. It's good to see he's grown, it seems. I remember we discussed last year his uh, when he was in that interview with um, Lil Nas X, <clears throat> where in the interview it felt like he was being a little bit, not confrontational with Lil Nas, because when he came out as being gay. Um, mm. But then it seemed after that he's definitely grown as a person. Mm. Which I guess yeah. it's never too late to grow. No, I don't think it's to ever grow. too late to grow. No. Um, but yeah, do you think it's like because he's been called out on a few things, he's kind of realized, okay, I need to actually kind of mature up and realize what I've yes. been doing? Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. Speaking of comedians, yes. Good Sully, segue. I'm going to pass over to you. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm actually gonna pass over to Luca <laughs> because it was, this what this topic was Luca's idea. Oh, okay, yeah, to enough. discuss. Right. So yeah, um, so yesterday I was kind of like browsing online and I saw that Dave Chappelle drops. Uh, it's hard to call it a special, but he dropped. Um, I guess like a bit of stand up. I'd say it with quotation marks. Uh, on not actually on Netflix itself, but Netflix's YouTube channel. Um, which is an interesting way of doing it. Because I think he's got a deal with Netflix that he's doing a certain amount of um, yeah. stand-ups that get distributed on them because he made a massive monetary deal with them, which like, good on him. Um, but yeah, so this was dropped on Netflix's channel and it's called 8 Minutes 46, which I think at this point, if anyone listening doesn't get the significance of that number, they've probably been living under a bit of a rock, but that was the amount of time that the police was uh, kneeling on uh, the neck of George, George Floyd. Um, and that's what this uh, kind of bit of stand-up was about. It was, I wouldn't say it's funny. Uh, it had a couple of moments where you kind of chuckled, but it's the sort of thing that like you chuckled because if you didn't, you'd cry kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's exactly yeah. how I felt for the whole thing. Uh, but I thought it was absolutely fantastic and incredibly powerful. And mm -hmm. what he came out saying felt super honest, very frank, and... It was kind of the approach that I wish more celebrities had, which like that was kind of a big component of it. It was like people were asking him, why hasn't he come out and kind of given his opinion on everything that's going on? He's kind of like, firstly, I've been talking about this kind of shit for years. Um, yeah. And mm. secondly, this is not the time for celebrities to kind of use as a platform. It's it's the people are talking on this and kind of yeah. dived more into that. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, I watched it a couple hours after sending it to you guys and like literally this morning I came downstairs and weirdly my parents watched a movie because uh, Netflix just a little side tangent has yes. got now a Black Lives Matter kind of playlist that they've yeah. curated and content um, yeah. so my parents I watched a movie last night and said it was absolutely fantastic it's called um, I think it's called American Sun it's like a mm -hmm. apparently it's like all set in one room at a police station and it's about this interracial couple that's waiting to hear back about their son in this kind of really tense kind of Thing they, yeah. So I'm gonna watch that tonight. Um, but yeah, so I, they came down and told me about that. I was kind of like, actually, and I told them about this, so they're gonna watch that tonight while I'm watching this. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, going back to the uh, Dave Chappelle thing. Very good. I am very. It it was. I wasn't really sure how I felt after it. If it was honest, it was. It was. It was quite heavy. Yeah. For something that. Yeah. Here and speaking about. <clears throat> I mean, I. Sorry, I was I was telling George uh, when you went to go get a drink that I was gonna watch it again before watching this, but mm. I was like I would be way too too down emotional. I think if if I watch it again, I'll cry. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was close the first time, but like you said, he put in these little bits of levity, just to but, kind of just to like so it kept you on the cusp without kind of pushing to. Yeah. Uh, you needed those almost moments of levity to just hammer home the serious points yes yeah uh but yeah no you know um dave Chappelle is <clears throat> in my personal opinion i think he's mm. one of the greatest comedians of mm. all time 
He's fantastic, yeah. He's incredible. And the thing, I think, what... I, no other comedian has this, this ability to set up a story for like five or ten minutes mm-hmm. and then hit you with the punchline and be like, oh, and, you know, everyone laughs and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. No other comedian can do that except for him. Like, have have you guys watched all of his specials and stuff? Yeah, every single one. I've watched a few. I watched the ne- I watched most recent Netflix one, and there was another one I've watched beforehand. Okay, because <clears throat> because he only a... really did like one or two actual specials before kind of going yeah. dark for ages, and then came back on Netflix and has dropped a few. I've 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 loved every single one of them except for probably the most recent most one recent. that dropped on Netflix. Um, I it didn't kind of resonate with me, and I think that. That was a kind of a consensus that a lot of people had. Never, I still thought it was good, but yeah. I just personally, I, I preferred pretty much all the other ones that he did over it. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was something that I found very poignant. I When I was at work, uh, actually, maybe I shouldn't say that. No, I'm going to say it. When I was at work, it, work was quite slow. There wasn't a lot of work to do. Mm. So, and I tend to, when I work, I tend to listen to music or something. Yeah. Let me jump. I did. Sorry, I think somebody <laughs> just went into a different room. My bad. Um, yeah, when I was at work, there wasn't a lot of work to do, and I usually listen to music while I, uh, yeah, you know, work on stuff. But this oh. time, I was like listening to Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. and specifically, I went on like a massive YouTube binge of all of his stand-up stuff, um, and I ended up on one which was him accepting. I think it was the Kennedy Award. Mm-hmm. He accepted the Kennedy Award and he made a speech about it. And his mom was there. Everybody was there. Like Mm. every famous person you know, every black famous person you know was there. And his mom was a, well, she still is. Oh, actually, no, she probably retired. But she's a, a, I think she's a professor at a university that she specializes in. Uh, black and African studies and stuff. Okay. So she know she knows about like all the human rights, civil rights stuff, and she taught mm-hmm. all of that to Dave Chappelle. And she said that um, in the thing, well, Dave was kind of speaking on behalf of her because she was there. Yeah. Apparently, she said to him that you should be a griot. And I don't know if you guys know what a griot is. No, I don't. It's uh, a keeper of stories, specifically, I think, to like an African kind of um hmm. what's the word origin okay where okay. it's like the person in the village would keep all the stories of the town mm. and you know if, if a griot dies it's essentially like a library being burned down okay it's like it's that kind of level yeah and i right. think that is probably the best description for dave Chappelle. yeah because in every in all of his stand-up especially the mo- most recent ones you know he mm. speaks about iceberg slim and you know the being a pimp and all this sort of stuff and yeah how that all goes and he speaks he spoke about Emmett Till yeah and I was just glued to the screen I was like there's no like this is it's so hard to make a joke out of this topic because it's mm. so serious yeah it, it should be taken seriously as well mm. and he doesn't shy from that he yeah. he has such a way with words and such mm. a way with storytelling that. I want to watch him forever. Yeah. Like even like in this eight minutes, 46 thing, I was, I watched it on my iPad. I was literally glued to my iPad. Cause I'm like, yeah, he's one of the only people where I, I want to hear what he has to say. Yes. Regardless mm-hmm. of what it is. I, if yeah. he had a podcast, it would be insane. Yeah. Dude. I, right. I, anytime I've actually heard him on a podcast, which isn't often, yeah, it's the sort of thing that you just kind of want to keep listening to forever. Like this eight minutes twenty eight minutes forty six, sorry. Um was only about twenty seven minutes long. I was like yes. it could have been double the amount of time and I wouldn't have kind of moved. I would have just like yeah. It, yeah. He could have gone for hours. Mm. But I also think I, it's I, it's poignant that he didn't. It was concise about yes. what he said and yeah. to the point. He didn't ramble on. It was very much this is the current situation, this is how I feel about it. This mm. is kind of my view and what should happen and it was yeah he wasn't playing sides it was kind of literally like this should happen there was it didn't feel like he was sitting on the fence at all um which was it's nice hearing someone actually give their proper opinion 
mm-hmm. and not just be like, yeah, this is great. And actually go and kind of bit deeper with it. It's, um, I, yeah. I, I saw a tweet afterwards about it and I saw it. It's a big person. So I don't remember who tweeted it. I know as I think it was retweeted by MLK's daughter because I follow her. Yeah. Um, someone tweeted, uh, I used to think Dave Chappelle was the next Richard Pryor, but now I think he's the next MLK. Wow. And it's, okay. it's, it's the, pa- and look, no one's going to be the next MLK. You can't no. be the next MLK. Mm. Um, but I think it was, it really showed how powerful Dave Chappelle's speaking and storytelling is that for 27 minutes, I didn't look at my phone once. Yeah. I, I was just glued to that screen. You could tell it wasn't something that he had overprepared. He had his notes with him, it seemed. He never um, looked at it once, though. He had this kind of no, book that he just kind he of dropped off for a while. He would glance and put it down. Mm. Um, and even, I, I mean, I, I remember I, I was someone who used to want to be a stand-up comedian. Um, yeah, I remember. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be one. Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> I might do it if I have time, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? Uh, um, but, I mean, I remember I used to listen to a lot of comedy albums. Because mm. that's how you used to consume it. I used you, to as used well. To come out on CDs, um, and I mean, you can you can listen to this and get the effect of it as well. But seeing him, seeing his body language when yeah. he stood, um, God, when he started talking about Eric Gardner, 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 sorry, um, and he and like he took out a cigarette to smoke, mm. and it's like. On the one hand, it felt like, okay, he's doing that on purpose to put across this thing. But also it's like, I don't think he is. I think he was just genuinely like, I need to smoke right now Mm. because of everything. And it was just... Yeah. I think part of it was that, but also part of it is he knows that doing something like that and letting those words kind of breathe, almost kind of like him putting out a cigarette and trying to light it is almost kind of like putting a bullet point. And then yeah. the next sentence, trying like again, another bullet point is kind of hammering home yeah. that kind of point. Yeah. And allowing the audience to kind of just that brief moment to kind of think over what he's just said before the next point comes in and think mm-hmm. over it before the next one comes in. And yeah, it's like that, that sort of stand up, that sort of kind of speaking in general. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard to call this stand up really. It's more like, I, I don't want to use the word sermon because it's not a sermon either, but it's more like a, it's a speech. A speech. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. And it's, I, I, I messaged in one of our other chats today that um, it's pretty much rec- like essential viewing for what's going yes. on at the moment. And yeah. yeah, I think it is essential viewing. Like easily, and it's, you don't have to pay anything. It's on YouTube. It's free. Oh. Just all it is is twenty seven minutes of your time. Fucking watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit my mum down and make her watch it yeah. with me. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, um, I don't want to. I'm not moving on from it, but I know we've been talking a lot about Dave Chappelle mm. and about his delivery and stuff, but the content of the yes. speech was Dude. was just was just it was incredible all the things he spoke about. There were things he spoke about I didn't know. Mm. Yeah. And same. obviously I know we have that slight being removed because we don't live in America and only the the only the really big things that happen will come here or yeah. I follow Philip DeFranco and I'm get I get US news through him. Yeah. Right. Uh, but um just everything he spoke about, like God, I I've forgotten a lot of the names. Yeah, I've forgotten a lot of the terrible, names as well, which but, I um, I definitely gonna watch this again. But the point that he made of like he took kind of the police officer analogy of uh this officer kind of went around yeah. after witnessing someone like his fellow officer kind of beating someone. Yeah, and then he her. got fired. He got fired and kind of as a military man teamed to take it upon himself to go around and somewhat uh, take frontier out. Justice. Frontier justice. Frontier uh, justice. Yeah. Uh, probably not the right way of doing it, but he went around and killed a good few police officers. And I think Dave also said that he killed one of their daughters or something in their house. I, it I sounds so. it, very much in this like very brutal somewhat murderous vigilante way of kind of getting yes. justice. Um, and the police responded when once they tracked him down, 400 police officers turned up and essentially the middle of godfathered him where they just kind of plugged him with bullets. Yeah. 
Um, and then he was kind of like, so do you see how that's the reaction that the police made when one of their own died? What you see at the moment is the reaction that the people are taking when one of their own gets killed like this. How do you not understand the parallels there? Mm-hmm. And I thought that mm-hmm. was incredibly, kind of put it in the parallel that like, someone from like the police, the police kind of side of it is like, at the moment there is kind of that divide of, you're seeing a lot of brutality at these protests. It's kind of like you flip it on its head, the police would react the exact same way and worse. So why are you surprised yeah. that this is how people are And they did. And they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get kind of angry now. Please go for it. Um because it's something that I that really has got me angry. Uh, I think I'm like a week or two ago. Um so he talks about Laura Ingram. She's a Fox anchor. Yeah. Uh and I don't know when she said it to LeBron. I don't think it was around this, it was oh. about a previous incident. Oh, it was a while back. Yeah. It was a while really. back, and it was LeBron was talking out about um Injustice towards black people. Mm. And she said, she said, shut up, LeBron, shut up and dribble. What makes Fucking me really hell. angry is about two weeks ago, there's a quarterback for the Saints called Drew Brees. Drew Brees came out and was like, I can't stand for anyone disrespecting the US flag by kneeling. <laughs> okay. And 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 Laura Ingram said. Uh, he's a human being. He has the right to say that, and it's that that difference that Drew Brees is a white man who is talking it. about the flag, the U.S. flag. Which okay, I'm going to go into politics and stuff right now. Um, the flag desecration in the United States is protected under the uh, Constitution. It's protected under I don't remember which amendment. It might be the first. Um, there were two cases about it. There was uh, Texas versus Johnson, I think, and I think Eichmann versus the United States, where the Supreme Court in both cases ruled burning flags was protected by the um, Constitution. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure I got the names right there. Um, but so then Drew Brees, in my opinion, I'm not a judge or anything, in my opinion, Drew Brees saying the likes of Colin Kaepernick and Laura Ingram saying the likes of Colin Kaepernick, the likes of LeBron James speaking out about injustice, which are, which in their opinion disrespects the US flag, is mm. more American than the likes of Laura Ingram and Drew Brees um, saying you're not allowed to kneel to protest against police brutality. And just the fact that mm. a, a black man, LeBron James, who from by all indications is meant to be a, an amazing human being, um, is told to shut up and dribble when Drew Brees is given is allowed to say whatever he wants because it fits a certain narrative and because he's a white man mm. uh, at the end of the day. And Drew Brees came out and he was like, "Okay, I've learned the errors of my way." I he, he in his he said he didn't understand what kneeling for the flag meant. He thought it meant people, but that it feels like a cop out. Yeah. Um, he was saying, oh, I didn't know what it meant. I thought it just meant disrespect. Uh, and he had um, he had fellow players come out and be like, I loved you. You were my friend. You were like a brother to me. But after this, I just, I, then mm. nothing like hate. I can't, I can't with you. You don't understand the pain we're going through. And we don't, and they're like, they don't, we don't want you to feel that pain. We don't want anyone to feel that pain. But like, at least understand what, we are going through and I think that's and like David Chappelle wrapped up so fantastically where he just called Laura Ingram the C word Mm. because through all of this she has faced no consequences from Fox and don't get me started on Fox Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah uh, I think I kind of went off on a big tangent there but dude go for it yeah man but yeah no I I I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's a cunt. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. We need a duck sound. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Put a duck there. (laughs) No, I, yeah, it's, it's hard to, I know that a lot of that sounded like a cop out from their point of view of like, oh, I didn't understand what the kneeling at the flag mm-hmm. meant and all that kind of shit. It's kind of like, it's like, just off. listen, man. Just it, look yeah. around you. That's it. If you read one article about it, you would have known what it meant. Like, there's no way you didn't know what that meant unless you were 
almost purposefully ignorant and ignorant like, on it. As as for one thing, I mean, I've, I'm not American, obviously. I'm a mm. British lad, absolute mm. legend, right? Oh, that but, you are. <laughs> but <clears throat> I, I I don't feel like Colin Kaepernick was disrespecting the flag either. No, he he no. knelt instead of just like you know hand on your heart kind of thing, yeah. and looking yeah. at it. It's like it's not like he's he's not like he's burning it down every single like football game, is he? Mm. He he's, he's literally put, just being like, this is this is my protest. I'm not disrespecting anything. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm standing up by kneeling. Mm. You know, and there, there, is, there is something uh, it's something that you see, and I I don't know if this is just my viewpoint on it or not so you guys let me know but i find that with a lot of america that, that americans are incredibly patriotic about their own country to a degree where like they almost don't see fault with it so when someone does something like this it's kind of like how dare you disrespect our flag in our country you're like the, i don't think it's just an american thing no there are a lot of people here that oh. are that are just like that like big time but, I'm not going to divulge. No, but, but I think it's just because I see it in, in the media and a lot of the, yes, the yeah. movies and music you listen to does come from America. You see it. Like, you see movies do it all the time. Like, like Independence Day. I, I like Independence Day enough, but like the Americans <laughs> saving the world. It's not just America that's in the world. Even in the Independence Day sequel, which is god awful. Oh, the like, amazing it's film. Like, they got this is... like whole um, kind of cast from around the world, yet America still saves the day. And, like, Stop with this. China contributes, contributes. Because, China, because China also paid for the paid for some of the some movie. Of the film. So China has to contribute. It's in the contract. Yeah, that's, that's literally how you show it in Chinese cinema. Is you have to show China yeah. in good light, which is, yeah. hey, don't get me started on that. Fuck you know. Um, I, I was going to say, do you know where else is kind of like the US, Canada? Is it? I don't see a lot I, about Canada, so I don't. I really mean, know. as as you both know, I used to date a Canadian girl, and she would say that at school they would like. I don't know if it was every morning or at least once a week, they would stand and like listen to the national anthem Fuck and off. the flag and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, God damn, what? That feels so weird. Didn't you to guys? Me. Didn't you guys like murder a whole bunch of First Nations people? Yeah. Do they term. still not have rights? Isn't it? Oh, cool, <laughs> nice. Fucking hell. Oh, it, I, 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 I would. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I'm or the cynical side of me, but I don't get the whole patriotism thing. Like, I can look at England and say, like, there's some good shit. There is some very bad shit. I've never yeah. been like blind to the fact that we have some bad shit in this country. And yeah. people that you see like are super patriotic that tend to be blind to the shit that's gone on in their country's histories. It kind of yeah. baffles me. It's like, what are they teaching you in school? They're teaching you to be that, blind. That's patriotism? what they teach us, though. It's they, fucked up. They whitewash our history. Like weirdly enough, like I, I don't know if it was just my school or maybe I just read more into it than I was meant to. But I felt like when we were learning about a lot of the stuff in my high school, we learned about some of the shit that England did as well, which was mm. I liked the fact that we learned that. None of it came up in the test, so it probably wasn't part of the curriculum. It was, it was just the teacher. teachers going, "You need to know this shit as well." Context. It's, it's the teachers. Yeah, I I will say at my school. Out of all the different things, like the history department specifically had fucking brilliant teachers and mm. ones that kind of really stood up for showing all of history and not just kind of what we were meant to learn. You know, like, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or if I just said it to you guys uh, off air, but I do, I do believe that every country should teach their students the country's failings. Yeah. Yes. It I has agree. to. It has to. Like, even like I had a I had a Welsh girlfriend, and she told me about some of the shit that England did to Wales, and I was like, Yeah, really? Like, and you know, a lot of a lot of Welsh people think that, you know, it's it's common knowledge now that the Welsh people hate English people. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, you know. People are like, oh, you know, oh, it's, no, it's just a rugby rivalry. And I'm like, no, I get that. I get that there's a rugby rivalry there. Mm. Same with Scotland. But we fuck yeah. Scotland as well. Yeah. We, yeah. And there's a reason that they like, keep trying to get their there, independence. There's a reason. And anybody who goes, anybody who's from England and goes into Wales and they're like, oh, they're really rude to me or like they're really upset with us. Or, duh, duh, duh. It's like, just, just look back. Like not even, I think maybe even like 50 years. It's not less long. than that. Margaret Thatcher and absolutely fucked Wales. It just 
just come on, man. And we we should learn that stuff. We should know about that stuff. I mean, mm. put it this way, a lot of, you know, like in the news, you know, Edward Colston statue in Bristol. Mm. Yes. You know, he Fuck got, it. You got, I, he got, I, that he got he got ripped down. Yes, he did a lot of stuff for Bristol, but he made his money from the slave trade, which yeah. is BS. Right? Oh, real quick, one of the best responses I saw for this is, um, I think they had like an ex NBA uh, player who is now um, a psychologist or a therapist or something. Oh, nice. Um, on the BBC talking about this, or is Good Morning Britain, or one of those things, and it's like I, he was speaking on like behalf of himself, who is a black man. He said, I'm a very large black man and I see this kind of stuff going around. And then they asked him about what do you think about the uh, the tearing down? He's kind of like, it'd be nice if we could have recycled it. And it's kind of like, that was the <laughs> response of like, yeah. That's good, man. It's such a good response. I loved it. But but yeah, what like, I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is I, you know, growing up in Birmingham, mm. I had no idea who Edward Colston was. Yeah, did I? And now, now I know like, oh, oh, he was, you know, he made his money from the slave trade. That's not cool. And now there's yeah. like a, an effort, a national effort to be like, there's a lot of like racist statues in the UK. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sat in like, in my living room watching the news. Like, I had no idea that this guy was this. I had no idea that this was this. I had no yeah. idea. And I'm like, why do I have no idea? Why was I not? shown this in school why was this mm -hmm. not a part i mean maybe not so much the statues but people actually maybe yeah the statues because you know you you have a statue to honor someone exactly yeah and yeah, it's like why are you we honoring should, them we should know the people we're honoring yeah i mean look there were so there were so many fantastic people who we could probably put on a statue i mean Dar I mean, I don't know if we have any statues of Darwin, although I do need to look into what he thought of no, we different do. people. There's one oh, in the do? Natural History Museum, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Which like, is an awesome place, guys. I love the history. Totally yeah. <laughs> I, I need to go again. I've not it's, been in ages. Um, cool. There was the lady who used to be on the £5 note before Churchill, and let's not get talk about Churchill. Oh, yeah, no. Actually, let's... no. I, part of me kind of does want to bring that up. And I know this sounds... That this could get very topical and stuff, but nah, do it. Fuck do it, it, we do are. It. All right. So when we're talking about Churchill in schools, we say he was a great man. He saved us during the war. He led us. He kind of the reason we are like this. Yada yada yada. You don't really learn about the bad side of things, and Ooh. we should, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I see. So this is something that like I think should be taught in history. It's kind of like you can teach someone teach uh, people about why they're seen as a good figure, but also teach them everything about the person, show the good and the bad and the yeah. really bad if there is really bad. Because yeah. mm. I think people going into some, like I, you hear a lot of people saying like, oh, Churchill saved us from the Nazis. And you're like, and the rest. Like there's yeah. more to the guy than just you, that period. Yeah. My, my favorite thing is some people, Tommy Robinson, um, <laughs> say Churchill single-handedly won us that war and then I'm like hey Tommy have you heard of a guy called Joseph Stalin <laughs> have you heard of the Red Army that steamrolled from almost losing the war into Berlin and if he wanted to he really could have just kept on I, I remember learning about this in school and reading books about it yep. he could have just kept on going he could have mm. taken France Spain he could have taken the UK with ease because all the allies were just bare bones. And Stalin, Stalin was like, listen, we have like millions of you. If one of you die, pick up a rifle. Yeah. That, oh, so true. But it is so true. Like that's you so learn awful. of. And Stalin it, was truly an evil man. Yeah, like could, no doubt about it. And that's which the, is why de-Stalinization de happened. Yeah. Because right. it wasn't Stalin. It was like. There's so many dictators out there that like, you only hear the name of, and you're like, like Hitler was a terrible dictator, but you don't hear about all these other ones because rather than going around the world and killing a bunch of other people, they just fucking kill their own, their own folks. So no one outside those countries gave a shit, and we're not learnt, taught yeah. that kind of stuff. It's like, fuck, we should learn yeah. that. At the moment, oh, yeah. we're still in the EU. We should learn about European history. Fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, I'm going to list off the bad things I think Churchill did. And uh, look, and I'm going to preface this with saying, I personally 
don't like there being a statue of Winston Churchill. Okay. However, I fully understand why there was a statue of Winston Churchill. Mm. I don't think the statue should come down. I think it should stay there because he was a good war leader. He did galvanize the country and the mm. country got behind him. He's a shit politician, which is why he was voted out at the end of the war. Hmm. Uh, he was also a really bad Navy commander in World War I. Um, uh, but, okay, per the and obviously I don't speak for either of you and I don't speak for the podcast as a whole. This is my feelings. Um, uh, I, he called Indians savage, uh, a savage people with a savage religion. Uh, he said, I don't remember the exact quote. It was something like uh, essentially talking about Africa, um, uh, Australia and America. And he said that a, the greater race has, I don't feel bad that now the greater race has taken over these countries. Jesus. Talking about white people. He was a white supremacist. Fuck off. Um, Fucking which hell. like, like. There's, oh, it was like 60 years ago. Racism was okay. There's like racism and then there's white supremacy. Yeah, there's, um, like, that's, there's like next level racism. Um, he was all oh. for using chemical warfare against Kurdish and Af Afghan people uh, in what is now like Afghanistan. Um, and oh. chemical warfare w is tear gas now. Yeah. It wasn't... Like, America's wasn't using it on its own people at this yeah. point. America which is... is uh, which you're not allowed to do in war. No. You're not allowed to use tear gas. But you can do it to your own people, apparently. America. Sorry. Uh, which we, we do sell some of that to them. Yeah, we do. We're making money um, with this. Just to let you know. Make sure you write to your MP. Uh, um, uh, he... Uh, he... Ba okay, this is contentious as well. Okay. He played a heavy hand in starting the Bengal famine which killed up to three to four million Indians uh, during World War II. Shit. Uh, he diverted, basically, he took the food uh, in the Bengal, which was at that point West India. Um, and he was like, hey, this food, we don't want the Japanese getting it. Uh, so we're, we're going to take all the food you guys take. We're going to give some of it to the Indian auxiliary forces fighting in Burma. We we're going to take some of it and send it to Greece for some reason. There was no fighting in Greece at the time. Um, and then the rest of it, you guys don't have a bit and then we're going to destroy it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, because we don't want the Japanese getting it. Albeit, partly the Japanese did destroy some of the ships transporting the food. There's that. Uh, there was aid. Australia offered aid. Uh, Churchill's like, nah, mate, it's fine. Send it to the Middle East. Send it to other parts. Don't send it to India. Um... Uh, British people, the British leadership wrote and begged him, dude, we need food. Mm. Like everyone is dying. There will be more uprisings. And I remember his, one of his uh, things he said was, uh, well, it's fine. They breed like rabbits. And also he said he was upset that although there was a famine, Mahatma Gandhi was still alive. <laughs> and look, Fucking uh, hell, man. Be, being partly of Indian descent, Gandhi is a massive thing to that country's history, but also he's a massive piece of shit as well. Like, he's he's a he is but, a massive fucking racist as well. Are you calling out Gandhi I, as well? Yeah, Gandhi can fuck off too. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff he said about black people, dude. He deserves it. God damn. Um, okay. This is a, I didn't expect the Slapdog podcast to be this heavy. I'm sorry. No, neither did I. I was going in with a bit of like jovial shit. It's like, all right, after the is... Dave Chappelle stuff, let's get happy. Nope, nah, we've done the other opposite. Me. Sorry, that was all me. <laughs> no, but um, like something that I've been kind of, uh, me and my parents have, were talking about off the back of like the statue being tore down, like the graffiti on Churchill's. Mm. Um, do we think that like these statues should almost kind of be moved into kind of the museum yeah. teaching people to essentially teaching like new generations about both the good and bad of what was done in the yeah. past show them both yeah. sides of the story so they understand that like these people helped britain become what it is but this is the damage that they did mm. and the shit that they did along the way to the rest of the world and this is why we are who we are at this point yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah without i'm sorry i'm i'm real i'm railroading the podcast I do. No, it's okay. Mate, if you're passionate, but, talk. Yeah, speak but, your truth, mate. But if you go to the British Museum mm. and you go to 
the left hand <laughs> side when you walk in it's the egypt collection yeah it is and it's oh yeah. man look at all this amazing stuff from egypt these mummies oh look it's the rosetta stone that it's we like, stole oh, oh wait yeah we stole all this shit and then we made it a law that we can't give it back yep I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love going to British Museums and seeing no, all that kind yet. of stuff. It's, it's fantastic stuff to see. But it's also that sort of thing. It's like, we, we did nick all of it. It's, it's yeah, not so. ours. It's not ours to keep. But we're never going to give it back because yeah. we're selfish. it gives us tourism. Tourism. Yeah. yeah. We're making but money off the back of shit we stole. But we should it's, also... I, do I know enough to talk on this topic? Should I do this or should I just... You know what? I'm going to make an executive decision. I'm not going to speak on this. I do not know enough okay. to form a, a decent opinion about it. I will research it and come back to you guys. No. I think that's, uh, that's fair. All right. I mean, like, okay, the whole thing with history stuff, I, again, I'm not an archaeologist. I'm not a history professional. I don't work in a museum. Mm. I, again, likewise, I'm not the most with all that stuff. But I totally agree with Luca's point that take these statues of these I describe them as monsters. I call them monuments to monsters. Okay. Um, like that's a fucking album name. <laughs> that's a great band name. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah it's monuments to monsters. <laughs> take like take these things down. Don't need to. I mean, preferably let's just melt. But um, <laughs> <laughs> put them in a museum. Yeah, like a museum is a place where you take your they're cultural hubs. It's where the mm. culture of your nation. And the world, if you go to a world history museum, mm. um, sits like Edward Colston is going to go into a museum in Bristol. And now this statue that was in the middle of a park in Bristol is can be replaced with someone who did amazing stuff for Bristol and didn't sell slaves. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's the like first what thing on the list. What, did this guy sell slaves? Slaves? Is it, no. Okay. Oh, okay. He's, a, he's it's not a very yeah. uh, high barrier to entry. Exactly. It's, that's literally all you exactly. got to step over. That's the issue. And people, personally, I'm, I don't understand why people are upset. It's like, listen, the bar is so low as to who we can put them instead. Yeah. It's literally not not a slave trader. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Like not a, not a big old racist, just like hey, did this person pay for a building? Yes. Are they a shitty person? No. Statue done. Yeah. Let's really? let's rename Edward. I mean, I had a friend that went to university in Bristol, so this is why I know some of the stuff because she's very passionate about it. Cool. Um, and she was like, I she was like, I hated going to university and going into a building that's named after a slave trader. Mm-hmm. As a uh, an Indian girl she was like I hated going to a building named after a slave trader I'm like that this makes complete sense yeah. why don't we name it under someone else from Bristol like Sean the Sheep <laughs> legend <laughs> or Wallace and Gromit I don't know What do, they never did anything wrong I mean Gr- Gromit kind of was wrongly convicted for murder but <laughs> <laughs> we're going down this street the conspiracy theory like, did, he, did he actually do it Gromit's a <laughs> He well, went to prison, though. I'd yep. love to have a, a dog statue, a Gromit statue in Bristol. I think that would be amazing. Listen, that would be pretty cool. Actually. The Paddington Bear statue did nothing wrong to anyone, which is why we have two. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> oh fucking hell! <laughs> That's oh. amazing. <sighs> do, do we want to end this with a bit of levity? Like we got like yes, 10, man, 15 yes, minutes. Yes. Raise me up. So 15 minutes, George. Have you got, was there something else that we wanted to discuss today? Oh, damn. I don't know. Uh, I, wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting this to, to go this direction. It feels, yeah, it feels a bit weird to do it, um, like a bit of uh, improv at the moment after all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, no. I, I guess like, me... uh, something that I will say while you guys think up the next topic is uh, on our other podcast, The Gaming uh, podcast we did kind of plug that do a, a big old uh, watch along with um, the PlayStation Five reveal uh, last week. If any of you are interested in our opinions on that, uh, go check out our channel. I think also when this goes out, we'll have a new episode. Probably kind of looking at it in hindsight, highlighting our like favorite bits and pieces. But if you want to see us just react like mental people to Miles Morales and me kind of lose my shit over <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, <laughs> go watch the. That, that big old two and a half hour <laughs> live video we put up. 
Okay, I've thought of a, I thought of a topic. Oh, actually, Luca. sorry. I should probably say what the channel name is. It's the, the Bonus Stage Gaming Show. Just search for that and you'll find it. Nice one. I, I think uh, we should finally give the people what they want. Um, I feel like th this, this episode has been a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. Okay, same. Um, so, Luca, please tell me your most embarrassing puberty story. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. I think I told us this is a, a pre... Um, like a, a ramble thing that we never actually <laughs> made it into the episode a few weeks I'm back. I'm glad we didn't. Uh, well, it's going in now, apparently. Thanks, George. Um, George yep. is asking this. I don't want to put this out there, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, okay, so... I missed I, that. What, what did you say? I don't really want to put this out there, but I'm putting it out there because George is... You don't, you don't, okay, to. you don't have to. No, you it's fine because it's funny as well. Go for something so, less embarrassing. Because, okay, how about... No, um, no, 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 no. Here we go. What so, was your... So, okay. All right. Maybe use more delicate words than you did for the preamble. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try is, to do. Which is probably why it, you didn't put it in the preamble, because yeah. you were a little bit too honest. Yeah, very honest. Uh, so, uh, coming from a Greek-Italian background, the hair on my body, especially from the waist down, is, shall we say, dense. <laughs> oh, dense. I love it. Already. Oddly, from the waist up, pretty, pretty neat. Uh, there's a little oh. bit round the nips. Trim that away. All good. I, don't, I have a little snail trail, but it's a cute little one. I'm happy with it. Waist down. There's a lot of information, mate. Are you sure you want it, to say all this? It's needed. It's context. So okay, all right. So once puberty the, hit, the I'm leg giving hair, you the levity. You yeah. can leave this if you want. To. No, it's cool. So uh, when puberty hit, the leg hair really started sprouting, and because um, we, we had to wear like you know like crappy uniform trousers, they're just like this polysynthetic yeah. shit. Um, because they were like polysynthetic. They weren't the tightest and like woven. So my leg hair being as long as it was back then, kind of like poked through a little bit. So like, like it didn't poke through a lot. Thankfully, they were black trousers, so you couldn't really see it. But I could see it. I could, I could notice it. And I remember like sitting there once and kind of like handing my things like, oh my God, my hair is actually poking through. A few years later, puberty properly hit in. And the other hair below the waist yeah, around okay. the uh, staff, that okay, that's fine. was poking that's through fine. as well. I didn't, didn't need to say that. That also poked through. It's because like, ah, oh, damn, this would be really embarrassing if people like saw this. So I thought in my ingenious way, just as because I like recently started kind of shaving, had a bit of like little fluffy mustache that I started, decided to like actually start shaving. Um, I thought, fuck it. Yeah, let's get rid of it down there. Like trim it down. It won't poke through always well with the world, especially when it comes to pee and you take off and I don't want it poking through my, my boxes. Um, <laughs> Obviously, back then I didn't have like a, a body trimmer thing. Also, we were Sally, do you have your Manscaped review yet? No, it's not. Uh, no, I, I, it's because it, it comes from the US. Okay. It's going to take a while. Okay. So, well, hopefully next week. Well, hopefully we can hear review. if this Manscaped device would have helped me in this situation. But here we go. Uh, so, I didn't have something like that. What I, but what I did have was a kitchen scissors. So, oh my yeah. God. Well, like scissors in general. Like, I don't, you don't really have many scissors at home. I, we just have kitchen scissors. So, I, I got back from high school one day. It was a couple hours from my parents were getting home from work. So I decided to trim it down a little bit. You know, just snip, snip. Obviously, that's, first time. That's yeah. so dangerous. Oh, I know. Um, so <laughs> it obviously was a, have you, if you've over this quarantine tried to cut your own hair, you realize that it's very hard to get a nice even finish. So very patchy in places. And like, oh my God. yeah. So maybe, too much. so maybe me thinking, all right, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, Let's just take this down. It's short enough now that I could use like the face razor and kind of like get a nice neat finish. Because mm. if you've seen the adult movies, there's not many hair, much hair down there in the male. So I thought that's how it should look, right? No, 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 no. Because when it grows back, oh, is it prickly? Is that itchy? Does it come through looking like you have a rash down there? Like fucking eczema's just taken hold. No. So I, I have never done that again because Jesus Christ, it was like, I, there was literally a good few days kind of like, have I contracted something from the kitchen scissors that is kind of, <laughs> it's like, oh, have oh I just created God. a new super virus that is kind of working its way through my hair? No, it was just ingrown hairs. You know, Don't do that, guys. You know, when There's I was like, story. Let's, let's talk about puberty stories. I didn't realize it would be that heavy as well. So <laughs> I feel like this, I don't know how to feel about today. <laughs> that was meant to be a fun story, George. <laughs> I like how I said, you know what, use your words carefully, and you started off doing that, and then you just went in. I yeah. thought I picked my words perfectly there. I could have said like, way worse. Yeah, I suppose. 
knowing yeah. you, yeah, yeah, you could have. I thought that. Um, Anyone else got a puberty story they want to share? That's hopefully a bit more lighthearted than that, so George I mean, doesn't implode. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've literally got one, to be honest. Well, I, I, I threw it out as a red herring, and I, I, if the shoe fits, Luca, <laughs> you've fits. got one, mate. I yeah, I don't. It's much less of a problem mm. nowadays, thankfully. But okay, I'm. Good. Good. Just and you know, I'm gonna wait to see uh, hear Sully's manscaped review before I dive into that. Yeah, boy. man, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to receiving that. I'm, I'm gonna have to send you a list of things that you're gonna need to try on. I'm afraid. No, thank you. Yeah. Although, <laughs> although, although, 15 quid, 15 quid every three months, three months for a new razor. That's a lot. For the manscaped is a steep. That's a lot. You don't need to do it, but it's it feels like a steep. Like, but again, I don't have it like, yet. I've never got a new razor for my beard trimmer. Exactly, but maybe you should. I mean, it, they, you can't swap out the razors. It's a bit like if you get one of the the hair trimmers, you know, the the your actual yeah. head ones that the barbers use. It's not like blades to put on that fucking thing. It's just you clean it and you put. A... No, you could take it off. I mean, my, all of my beard trimmers, you can take the thing off. Well, apparently you have some very fancy beard trimmers. <laughs> like I just got a Phillips one. You can take it off so you can deep clean it. Ah, I know. So look at mine. <laughs> Yeah, I should this look at my episode. I, I, cannot but I just wiggle it around in the sink in some water and then it's like, hey, it's clean. Like, Always try and oh, disinfect it. <laughs> yeah. so, soap or detol. Put a bit of Carex hand wash, just like really slather it over, wiggle it around in the That's water. Actually, that, well, I mean, that might, that might make it rusty. I mean, so far, so oh, good. It's about it for a couple of years. Okay. I'd say use detol. Detol. Yeah, detol. Maybe. Yeah, I could go for that. Yeah. George? <laughs> yeah. This is Yu Gi Oh all over we're, again. We're talking about beard trimmers now. Yeah. George, you have bad. a beard. You have an opinion on this. I do have a beard and it's it's getting better and bigger. And But I hate my mustache. But this is, this, this isn't the point anymore. <laughs> this, I don't know how to feel about this episode. It was good that everything was said. Yeah. Good that everything was said. Yes. That's yeah. how I feel. Wait, when I send this to people to listen to, I'll say, hey, don't listen to the last 10 Actually, minutes. Am I the only one sharing now? Yeah, well, mate, like, that I was go, a duke, I, actually, I, I genuinely don't have an embarrassing puberty story because I was a loser and I didn't speak to people very that much. That sounds like a great story. Tell that. I'm kidding. I was a I'm loser. I didn't speak to people very much. <laughs> I mean, there must be some embarrassing if it's not to do with puberty, but from you know what? their era. I will, I, will be, I will be as open and honest as I can in this moment. Please do. Thank you for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I'm joking. No, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they kind of teach you about puberty and stuff in schools. Mm, yeah. I think I may have been the only person that was like, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. Like, I, yeah. a lot of people get worried about it. A lot of people like, you know, hair's going to grow and all this sort of stuff. And I don't know how to feel about certain things. And my voice is going to drop and da -da 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 -da, mm -hmm. all these sort of things. For me, I was that was never a concern. I was never yeah. worried about that. Yeah, I just felt like it. You know, it was gonna. I don't even know if I thought it was just gonna happen. I just feel like, oh, oh, my voice is low now. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, I can still sing though. Great. Okay. You know, I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't that deep? It wasn't no, that like, deep for me. I think for the most part, I was saying like the story I told was the only thing that's kind of like, was a bit of a surprise to me. It was kind of like, oh, yeah. that that's excessive down there. Um. I mean, because like from look, because like my dad has always had like some form of stubble. Like he would he would literally clean shave, and then you'd wake up the next morning and you could visibly see stubble. So I, from my point yeah. of view, it's kind of like, oh, I'm not gonna worry about my facial hair. It will be there. It will be something I'd have to deal with. Just mm. I don't give a shit. Like head of hair. Eh. While my hair lasts, it's great. I'm sure thanks to my mum's side of the family. Once I hit forty, it'll fall out like a fucking sack of bricks, and then I'll have nice. to be bald. But <laughs> amazing. Can't wait for that. Yeah, and, oh, I can't fucking wait for that. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's those sort of things. Like I'm not nothing really worried me. Like when it came to puberty, like there was lots of people that were like, "Oh, am I ever gonna kiss someone? Am I ever gonna lose virginity?" And you're like, "Fuck yeah! Look at the world out there. How many mental people there are. Someone's gonna say yeah. yes to you one day. Don't there, worry about it, mate. Seven billion people. Someone will say okay. Well, yeah. one like a podcast that I listened to. I mean, years back, uh, said something about like, uh, "Don't worry about what you're into." If you like fucking in a Mickey Mouse outfit, you'll find a Minnie Mouse one day. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, it's pretty that's, fair. I mean, that's called a furry. Exactly. And oh, it's, it's one of those okay. things like, <laughs> you know what? Also, I'm fine, actually, I'm I, fine forgot, I forgot. I want to say massive shout out very to the K-pop community. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on then. 
shout out to the K. I don't know why I connected furries and K-pop. They're very different. I mean, are I respect. They? I respect the K-pop community now. <laughs> you don't respect furries, the furries. <laughs> you guys yet have yet to prove yourselves well, to me. Are they one above doggers? For you, it's like doggers, furries. Nah, you know what? Confusing. Nah, what's what going on today? I, do, I don't know what he's George. saying. I'm talking about K-pop. Shout out to K-pop. One, <laughs> the whole genre. No, yeah, just the one, one person they called do, K-pop. They defeated racists on Twitter and Instagram. Mm. Um, two, the BTS fans raised over a million dollars. Shit, to match BTS. Damn. Uh, and John Cena, who's a BTS uh, army, I've heard they're called. Uh, John Cena also matched their donation. Nice. John Cena's a legend. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm just going to like, oh, money, done. Yeah, I feel like John Cena's got the money. He's kind of like, fuck, yeah, that's a good thing to do. Here's some money for yeah, and then and then he'll occasionally tweet like a poignant tweet. <laughs> and then like, choke slams. Someone. Get like a million likes on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he's like, oh, I'm not married yet. Oh, Is he not? I thought he was, didn't have like a, a reality show that he was like living with. He was on Total Bellas. He was going to marry Nikki Bella. Okay. But 100% you could tell that wasn't real. Oh, right. Fair enough. Oh. Well, it felt like it just, I don't know. I think it's because John Cena doesn't have emotions. Yeah. A little, or, he, or he doesn't put himself across as a guy with emotions. There is some roboticness that you do get from John Cena. I like him, but there is like this. Yeah, like, if he wasn't such good a wrestler, he probably would keep skin suits in his basement kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Wake up every morning at seven AM. <laughs> I go downstairs. I do I look understand. at I, I read the newspaper. What's, I answer my emails. I work on? out for three hours. I then go out, go yes. to a call. I, I whilst I'm driving, I'm just, learning Mandarin. Just, After doing that, I, really, I continue to drive. I really don't and then know. I will sometimes work out some more. Go and do media stuff. I then will then go and do my acting. To at me. seven PM, I will phone my mother. <laughs> I will point. speak to Nicole. I'll put my phone down and enjoy a nice meal. Yeah, okay. No shoes are allowed inside my house. Sometimes, you, yeah. I then yeah, go I to bed early. Yeah, okay. No, it's like, before I go to bed, I look at a flower. No emotion still, but one day, emotion. Okay, yeah. I never set an alarm. I only wake up to the sun. Uh... He said that in his variety thing, or was it Vogue or variety? My internal body clock I have set, and it will never leave. It will never change, because I am a robot. I mean, I love the guy. He seems such a, like, a down-to-earth dude, but there is something about him that, like, at least The Rock, you can tell, has some emotion with John Cena. Kind of like, it's like, <clears throat> it's like it came out of Westworld. It's like, yeah. And on that <laughs> glorious note, uh, make sure you watch Dave Chappelle's. Yeah. Um, yes. Eight eight forty six. If you take away anything from this, God knows what this episode was. I don't know how I'm going to title this. <laughs> Dave Chappelle um, and Cubes. Probably don't use that one. Yeah. Uh, Please go and listen mm. to the Dave uh, Eight Forty Six. Yeah, it's on the the Netflix main kind of YouTube channel. It's just yes. there to watch. Um, I don't think it's region locked either. So why is it called go. Netflix as a joke? No, Netflix as yeah. a joke is like another thing. It, this is it's just a fan account. I fan. Oh I, no, it's a Netflix account. That's what I saw. I believe it, it started yeah. as a fan account and then it became a one. I see. I saw it on the main Netflix channel. There's also like oh, another person that's kind of like. You could see like an hour later, kind of copied it and re-uploaded it and got fuck all views, but don't do that, Correct. guys. Jesus. Because for me, Netflix is a joke had a tick. I, th- I think Netflix YouTube is tick. a joke is now a real account. It's just Netflix is just comedy stuff. Yeah. And it's just okay. clips from comedy. Okay, that was just the first one that came okay. up. So that's what but yeah, uh, it should be easy enough to find. Just fuck it, put it into Google, it'll come up. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode. If you got to the end, I fucking fair play. <laughs> I didn't gross that too much. But comment uh, potatoes. I don't know. But yes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any kind of great podcasting service. Uh, you can find us on radiohaver.com every Tuesday at around 6 p.m. And uh, you can find us on slapduck.com. You know, there's so many things I always forget about. We've got so we're in so many avenues. Sully, I've got to thank you for that. You know, you know what's you know what's great about it is Sully definitely puts this in every single description, right? What all these all details? Yeah. yeah, I just copy. I've I've got it on a notes thing. And I just copy paste it. Nice, nice, yeah, easy. I mean, it's efficient. Also, go to slapdugandersonshelter.com. Oh fucking hell! To just look at a website I bought <laughs> to have a picture of an Anderson shelter. <laughs> 
That's such a flex as well. I know. I bought a website. There's nothing on the website. It's just a picture of a thing that I did on the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. But yes, thank you all for listening. And I hope you have a lovely evening. Bye. Bye. Oh, that bye fucking hit my ear wrong. <laughs> That's Lucas' fault. <laughs> Found the perfect pitch. <laughs>